I've got a, a husband and wife team, so I have sitting opposite me uh, today, and I'm joined by Shane Young and by Joan Malloy, and they were talking to me just off here. Morning to both of you. Thanks indeed for joining us uh, today. Uh, this is a real romantic thing, so it is. I'm going to start with you first off, uh, Joan. Um, you're from the area? Yeah, I'm from Westport originally. Uh, but um, Sorry, I'm, I'm from Westport originally, but um, yeah, I've ended up here in Leenan. <laughs> and you're a professional sailor? I am, yeah, yeah, professional and you've sailor. And done, you've done some massive, massive uh, competitions, so you have? Yeah, I've done a couple of ones. I suppose most notably for me was... I was the first Irish woman ever to compete in the Solitaire de Figaro race um, back in 2018-2019 and um, I'm part of an all-female team at the moment called The Famous Project who are training to break the round-the-world sailing record. But I have my own personal sailing goal, really, is to compete in the Vendée Globe, which is mm. a solo round-the-world race. So that's kind of my, my sailing plans. Can I, can I ask you, what drives you so much? <laughs> Um, the solo sailing for me, sailing by myself, I really love. Um, this project I'm on at the moment, the famous project is sailing with a team. Um, really some super experienced sailors who've sailed around the world multiple times. So for me, the big drive in this team is to learn from the other people who are there. Um, I love being at sea. I love the kind of autonomy of, of solo sailing and I love the... But I also love, the, I suppose, the, even the autonomy of being a team at sea as well. You know, yeah. you're very much in charge of your own destiny. Um, so tell us, um, you're in Lean Ant today. Beautiful, cup of tea, glass of water, all that. Where are you off to next week and what are you doing? Um, next week I am flying out to Antigua, one of the islands in the Caribbean. Yeah. And I'm, we'll be leaving from there to sail back to into the Mediterranean, into Europe with um, the famous project. So we're sailing back on a 70-foot trimaran and that's as a training leg for our round-the-world sailing um, um, record attempt. And I asked you during the 10 o'clock games, but I have to ask you again, are you ever frightened? Do you ever worry? Do you ever... Yeah, you do sometimes get frightened, but I suppose you kind of... Usually when I'm racing or training, you have an objective and that's what you're focused on. Um, you do prepare, you know, you prepare, you'd have like sports psychologists or coaches who'd help you prepare with moments that might be scary, you know, and how to break down that fear um, into something that might be useful, you mm. know, energy to make a decision or energy to do some work on the boat. Wow. Um, I suppose now I'm a mother, um, it's a bit, things are probably will be slightly bit different for me. This will be one of the first big trips I've done, leaving the two kids behind. What age are they now? They are two and three. No pressure, Dad. <laughs> you see, looking at me. Stay, just stay with me, Joan, if you don't mind, because you you sailed into the fjord here. That's where your roots are. And Shane, were you sitting in the house? Uh, well, <laughs> she claims I was, but uh, <laughs> I was I was staring down the harbour. Yeah. Um, I, despite you know, both of us about thirty something when we met, we'd never heard of each other. We'd never met each other before that, despite being sort of two water babies. So it was a. Wow, surreptitious meeting, I think. What, I lo minds. What, what a lovely thing, though, to happen. Now, I would know your dad, and I've spoken to him a lot, because um, I'm a Langton around, he's a Langton around, uh, and he has done some, some massive, indeed, uh, trips as well. But you've done massive trips, too. Yeah, I've done quite a few um, trips around the world in various um, iterations. Um, 
I suppose for me, sailing would be rather than racing is more of a way, way to get to these unknown places. So I think 2013, we sailed from uh, Killary up to Greenland and spent oh, three right. weeks kayaking back down th- around the coast of Greenland. That's right. So I made a documentary on that for TG Cahar. And then I've been into the Amazon for three weeks searching for lost rock art in the middle of the Turbaketti National Park, which was uh, quite a surreal experience. Um, and, and, and what, what drives you then to do these challenges? Is it that you saw your dad doing it? Um, it's going to these sort of places. It, it sort of recenters you in, in whatever it is. You know, the, the world is a constantly changing and evolving place. But when you strip it back to its bare essentials, which is right, what am I eating today? Where am I sleeping? And how am I getting from A to B? It's under human power. It's a liberating experience. And, you know, we live in the most amazing playground going. It's the only fjord in Ireland. We have mountains all around us. We see every day or every weekend we are out up hills on the water taking advantage of all the natural beauty we have here. And that, to me, is, you know, we have so much here. I mean, so much all over the world. You almost go away to really appreciate what you have back here. Yeah, it is very special here. It really is very special. So are you still classed as a below in there? Uh, I'm still first first generation here. I think my my father was from Cullybacky in the north. And my mum is from Tunbridge Wells, so wow. they're not quite Leanan locals yet. But and what brought them here? They were so my father and mother. They were they set it up together back in 1981, um, just over the road in Little Killery, and they were basically driving up and down the west coast of Ireland trying to find the most spectacular place to set up an adventure centre. So they eventually centred on Leanan and I don't think it was quite the metropolis it is now back then in the 1980s but yeah. they decided it was a good place to start um, a business so they set up the uh, Killer Venture Centre in a re- converted cow shed um, in, then evolved and grew it and then in 2000 they built Purpose Built Centre um, at the top, just outside Lena on the top yeah. of the road and from there sort of grown and expanded over the years and me and my um, older sister Kira are heavily involved in the business and growing and developing it into into the next thing so yes we're blowings but we're so killery and lean on at heart absolutely and do you do you worry the fact that uh, your wonderful wife is heading off Tantiga uh, and then coming across the Atlantic do you, do you worry about her there's no point give worrying. Me, give me the answer Sorry. you gave me during the news now, please. <laughs> come on, come on. Give I'm just answer. jealous that I'm not out there doing the exact same thing. Um, you know, it's, I suppose there's, all, there's always worry and fear and all these sort of things, but you, you can't do anything about it. She's on the other side of the Atlantic and I'm back home looking after the two kids. So, you know, what what, what is worry going to gain me in, in very little? Do we have a fiddle or anything there that we could just play from? <laughs> yes, 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 I, I hope you, I hope you yeah, mind, keep that segment mind, the, mind the children from there. But yeah, I mean, given a half a chance, you'd love to do it yourself. Oh, completely, yeah. I've you know, done one Transatlantic Greenland and it was loved it. Now, Joan sails a lot faster than me because she's on a racing boat. Like, she's averaging 20 knots. We were averaging five or six knots on the on a Killery Flyer, our boat. So, you know, it's, it's a different way of sailing and we were, you know, we're lugging all our toys and our kayaks and our climbing equipment and we're going exploring and Joan is trying to set the fastest time from A to B by passing everything in between. And Joan, can I ask you then, how do you, how do you downtime then? How do you rest and not, not be so competitive? Or will I ask... Will I ask Shane that, maybe? How do you rest? Um, well, I suppose I have... Um, I'm lucky in that I've... The last couple of years with the kids, the sailing has been a bit um, faded into the background a little bit. I've done stuff like expedition sailing to Greenland, and it's only kind of this year, now my, my daughter is two, I'm kind of starting to ramp back up into the racing again. 
Um, so I've had other things to distract me, like the two kids. Yeah. And we have a family muscle farm in Westport that That's I've been involved in. And I've, um, I've my own engineering business as well. So I've been very busy with that. <laughs> do you sleep at all? Do you? <laughs> You seem to be very busy and you're involved in the crash as well, is that? Yeah, yeah. We, myself and Kim and a few others have just successfully reopened the crash here in Leanon. So, yeah, it's been a busy couple of years. I'm looking forward to getting offshore. Do you know what I think would be a great documentary is to follow you for a few weeks and just see what you get up to. Yeah. The diversity of it. The yeah. excitement of getting to Antigua, missing the children, missing yeah. Shane, missing Leanne. It's just quite amazing. It really is. Yeah. Listen, thanks for joining us uh, today. Um, is this, this week is the first week the crash is open, is it? Yeah, yeah, it just opened. This is the first full week that the crash has been opened, yeah, so we're delighted. We're just going to um, just drop the kids off there this morning, and we've had a successful first week. Um, the two staff up there doing a fantastic job. What was it like to drop them off this morning? Oh, it's great. It's so good. <laughs> Thank God, thank God, while you're away, that the crash will be open. Exactly, for yeah, yeah. Jane um, yeah. and Joan, thank you for joining us. I want to go to Kim uh, as well there now. Kim, morning to you. How are you today? Good morning. How they've are you been, keeping? They've been hunting you down, you poor devil, yet today. <laughs> do, you get, do you get involved in, in some of the uh, travelling as well? You've travelled the world as well. What is it about yeah. you? Yeah, uh, which well, is... Mum and Dad um, definitely set the path, I think, when it comes to going away travelling. But, um, yeah, I haven't done as much since COVID, really, actually. That was our last big trip away, myself and my husband, who's from Chile. We were back down there. Um, did you for, sail there or did you fly no, there? Fl- flew, yeah. Flew. It wouldn't surprise me if you sailed, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you could take John's boat next down. Next trip, just, next yeah. trip. Yeah, we'll sail, yeah. But I just love the adventure that's in you and the devilment that's in you. The three of you. <laughs> and indeed your dad as well, because there's a lot of devilment in him. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. It um, keeps life interesting, I suppose. And come here to me. Um, where did you meet your husband? Met him here, actually, in, uh, in Leenan. Um, he came over, a friend of his um, had married another Irish woman, and um, he was saying to Ronaldo to come over for he was a kayaker um, to come over and teach kayaking and um, he decided it was a good idea and uh, that was in 2012 uh, and I was working in the in the adventure centre as well and then uh, we met there and sure the rest is history wow. 10, 11 years on now would you wow. believe wow 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 <laughs> there's a very and I'm saying this um, to the crew here it's a very tight knit community here there's about a population of 200 mm. in and around the Lena area but you can see they're a very tight knit community I know it's it's lovely like Jesus it's one of the things that you really that I really miss when I go away as well you know it's um, you know yeah there's a double edged sword to everybody knowing everybody but it's like it's lovely. If anything ever happens, you know you've got a community of people that'll that'll be there for you. Um, and oh, it's a magical place to grow up. And have you sailed as much now as, as the rest of the family? No, I would have been roped along an awful lot um, with dad, and you know, when we all used to go off uh, on holidays and, and bits like that, and they'd be sailing, but uh, not as much as as Shade or Joan. Um, 
I, yeah, would be more I of a fair weather sailor, I'd say. I suppose somebody has to stay at home and do a bit of work like. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Someone, someone has to keep the fires open so that from there. And do you, do you reckon indeed, would you like to go back into sailing or would you like to what Jonah's doing and become a professional sailor? No, I definitely wouldn't be. Um, I don't think I'd have have the the head for being a professional sailor. But um, oh, like, it's it's a lovely um, it's a lovely pastime. Like it's great mm. fun when the sun's out and you know you're going out to sail night to Inish Turk like that. I can completely get behind. But um, yeah, the keep, keep, keep multiple weeks going. away from from land, I think yeah, yeah. I'm not quite there yet. Come here, the misunderstood heron. Yes. When did you say that? About 2017? 2017, yeah. What's, yeah, what's, seven, seven what's misunderstood ago. about the poor misunderstood heron? <laughs> where, where did you it, come it, up it with the name? It gets people asking the question, it does, doesn't yeah. it? Uh, oh, we just created a um, a name. Like, it was, you know, there, there's, there's not a huge amount to it. We created a little story, you know, about the heron who was misunderstood, you know, living down in Connemara and not liking the weather. But... Um, it's it's just a, it's a thought provoking name. It gets people to do a double take, and, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and it's a bit of crack, you know. But it's a lovely location, so it is. That's it a is stunning yeah, location. Yeah, yeah, and I know we're blessed with that. I was there last summer. Indeed, it was a gorgeous day, and the dolphins had come up the fjord. Yes, and there were some yeah. American people from LA there, um, <laughs> and they were just in throw. They were, and they were saying to us, "How lucky are ye to, to live here?" I said, "Oh no, we live in town." Mm. They said, "You're on the same country." Mm. But it's but it's a beautiful location. Okay? Are you, know, are you always busy when you're open? Um, not always. No, during the, the kind of shoulder seasons are are quiet enough, um, and it depends what the weather's like as well. You know, in in March, April, May, it can be miserable outside. You know, and um, and we are an outdoor eatery, so yeah. you know it, it, it does lend itself to um, to, to fairer weather. But during the summer, when there's enough people around, we'd be, you know, we'd be, we'd be taking along, you know. Um, so when do you open from and to? My, we open the week of Paddy, so the 15th of March, and then we'll open. Last year, we got the whole way through to the end of November. So wow. Yeah, um, you know, there were still people around, and there was enough to kind of, you know, to keep you, to keep you ticking over. And it's, you know, for the staff as well, we try to open as long as we can, so that so you know you keep employed, people, because yeah. otherwise you're, you know, yeah. You're only, if you're only working six months of the year, you're never really going to hang on to any of the good people that you have. So, good um, yeah, good no, decent, decent enough year. Yeah. Continued success to you. And if if people are coming out, so, so after Saint, that St. Patrick's weekend, you, you're going to be reopening. Yes. So if you come into Lean and turn left and keep going, you'll see it on the right hand side. Exactly. You can, there you, you can, go. About, no, about five k up the road, you'll yeah. see it on the right hand side. And, but, but stunning views on a fine day. Absolutely stunning. Um, you, you know that Joan is going away to Antigua next week for a few weeks. You know that. Don't <laughs> I you? do. Aren't I do indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Shane is wondering, will you be available for a little bit of babysitting? Just a little bit? Yeah. Could, sorry, I got a message in the head. He wants the crash open 24 hours a day. <laughs> That's it. He said, leave it open 24 hours a day so the two kids can go in there. Guys, you're an amazing uh, family. Give my regards to your dad and uh, the rest of the crew as well. You really are an amazing family, so thanks for popping into us uh, today. Safe travelling. Can we track you? On your sorry, I'll bring you back over there again. Yeah. Track us the, um, the link 
to well the boat is racing at the moment and there there's a link to the race tracker up on the Instagram and the Facebook that's for the famous project the famous project yeah I'll be tracking you every night and then I'll be yeah. texting Shane saying yeah. do you reckon is the weather too bad <laughs> should she pull in and stay in a hotel tonight yeah, now because in the we're middle of the Atlantic be, yeah. because just to warn you just on the, when we're on the way back at the Atlantic we won't have a race tracker on us because we're just training so you might lose us for a few days but don't panic we'll pop up again near the Portuguese coast <laughs> yeah I mean I suppose I know Endo Cunyan very well and he's, oh, done, yeah. he's done some daredevil yeah. stuff I know I've worked a lot with Enda yeah, yeah. I, I know uh, the Kennefix down in Cork yeah. my yeah. sister-in-law's uh, children and they're into it as well yeah. I just yeah. admire people I mean I can't get into a bath lads never mind getting into a boat <laughs> like that so I admire what yeah. you do yeah. quick commercial break from um, Lena and we're with you right through until 12 midday safe uh, sailing and uh, safe cooking and safe everything thanks for joining us uh, today we're back just after these it's uh, 24 minutes past 10 Kern Gawad FM and Shrak Community Matters of Lohar Lemwinu Ochlishun Minyan. Now, let me go back to base and let me talk to Dave O'Connell with the City Tribune. And uh, Dave joins us on the line today. Dave, morning to you. Morning to you, Keith. I envy you where you are this morning, I have to say. I'll tell you, this, I'm looking down the right hand side. There's somebody having a glass of lager at this hour of the morning. He's this spit name that, to you, so he is. But it's not that wasn't the promise. part I was envying. <laughs> Listen, you have plenty of coverage on the um, Kira Flaherty, indeed. Uh, we spoke about this yesterday. Uh, but it's ahead of a big role, indeed, with the new Apple TV series. And uh, her roots are certainly in Galway City. Oh, absolutely. Uh, for those that didn't hear, yes, Akira is, she's from Nakara, uh, but as you say, family steeped in Galway. Uh, she's a first-year student at Salerno, and she's getting used to rubbing shoulders with the rich and famous. But I have to say, very nicely, not so uh, um, caught up in it that she didn't send a lovely text to thank us for the story yesterday, and that's really good manners, apart from being really talented. She's one of the stars of this new Apple TV series called The Completely Made-Up Adventures of Dick Turpin, starring alongside Hugh Bonneville and Noel Fielding in that loads of pictures all over the place and it's a great break for Hugh Bonneville as well because he never thought he'd feature in the front of the Galway City Tribune so uh, he does <laughs> and it's also on page three today so everyone is winning on this one Keith. Good stuff can't wait to see that again uh, but your main lead story is about the uh, City Council performing a U-turn and a roundabout dangerous thing to be doing very dangerous thing to be doing. I wish they did it a bit earlier, that's the only thing, but this is specifically the Brown Roundabout, the one at West Side at the back of the hospital, which the council has now confirmed will not be replaced by a traffic light junction, so they've done six of them already. Uh, Martin, Briar Hill, Morris, Font, Kerwin and Bodkin, um, but in this case they're looking at retaining the roundabout and in the longer term constructing a new link road. All of the details, because it's hard to explain uh, orally, but all of the details in the paper today on the front and inside, but the bottom line uh, the roundabout stays uh, at, at the Brown Roundabout in Westside. Now, your main story in sport is Galway United's big game this evening as well. Yeah, and a sellout as John Caulfield's side take their place in the Premier Division, welcoming St. Pat's to town. Incidentally, for those going to the match, uh, not going to the match, I should say, first of all, Gardaí are warning of traffic issues, and for those who are going, there's free parking at the black box. But in the City Tribune, there's five pages across sport. Interviews, uh, Keith Kelly has spoken with John Caulfield, with uh, goalkeeper Brendan Clark, and uh, City native Colin Horgan, one of only two players, indeed, who was in United's colours the last time they played at this level six years ago. So, loads to wet the appetite ahead of the opener tonight, and I can't wait for it. Now, Willie Henry has a lovely love story with the difference uh, for the week that's in it, you old romantic yourself. 
Well, I, I'm, I, romance is one part of this. It's something of a scandal as well, I have to say. It's from the 19th century because it involved a 20-year-old shop assistant called James Walsh who attempted to elope with Winnie Hughes, the 15-year-old daughter of a respected butcher, both of them living on Main Guard Street. And they attempted to elope on St. Valentine's Day, 1885, heading to Dublin by Pony and Trap, uh, and they thought getting the boat to Liverpool. But they were spotted leaving town, and the story goes in. They were back in, uh, goes on this, uh, a few days later, they're back in Galway to face the courts. But there is a twist in the tale in this story, which I won't give away. But suffice to say, as you well know, Keith, love conquers all. All right, uh, Dave, thanks for joining us uh, today on the programme and uh, have a good and a safe uh, weekend. Enjoy the match t- tonight as well. Uh, Dave O'Connell there with City Tribune out since thanks, early morning. Dave. Now, welcome on back into um, Leanand today and a special thank you, by the way, uh, to Rita Gaynor and all the crew here and also some of the Gaynor family that are listening to us in Tullamore in, uh, in, um, today and uh, listening to us. So, good morning to them. I want to go to Jerry McLaughlin who joins me uh, today. Jerry, morning to you. Good morning. Thanks for joining us uh, today on the programme. Um, we're, we're talking about a lot of things, but town and village renewal and sporting facilities as well. How are you doing for them and do you need more? Well, um, we've been working on a project in Leenan for probably 15 years, which was to develop a community park. And um, in 2022, we got awarded funding under the Town and Village Renewal Scheme of €250,000, and uh, that allowed us to commence the first stage of our community park, and construction um, kicked off in September 2022, and in October um, 2023, we, officially, or we unofficially opened the gates, so the park has been open now since um, October last year now. Prior to that, we had no green playing fields in in Leenan, like so. It's been a huge boost to the village, like you know. So. Um, where are you originally from? Can I ask you? What brought you to Leenan? Well, I'm originally from uh, Letterkenny in, in County Donegal, and uh, I'm here because I, I'm, my wife and her family are from here. So I've been. Well, where did you meet? We met at sea in the Merchant Navy. Not so. another man that was at sea. What is it about the people of Leenan? They love the water. We just, just said we love the water. Like Get so, away. Yeah. And where 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 were you working at the time, or where were you that you, when you met? Uh, we both we uh, work. I worked for uh, BP Shipping at the time, uh, working on oil tankers. And uh, my wife, we were both marine engineers, and um, we, she joined the, the vessel that we um, we were both working on together, and kind of romance. Hit like so. Blossomed in the high seas. That's it. But you, you, you had some, uh, you had some product on board. That's it. Like we did yeah. There was no sparks. <laughs> there was plenty of sparks. All right. <laughs> I shouldn't be saying that. And how long are you back home for? Sorry. How long are you back in in Leenan? Well, um, I suppose I, I finished up in the Merchant Navy maybe about seven years ago, and and I've been kind of working. Uh, and on, I suppose I call it on land now and uh, my wife was the same She worked she, when she left she worked for Irish Ferries for a number of years and now she works locally in a fish farm like so wow, so wow. P- what's the kids? And, and do you miss it? do you miss the freedom of the sea? yeah I do like it's it's always there uh, in the background you know um, I did it for such a long time part of my life like you know mm. and I so said to, to adapt to coming back to a, a sort of a 9 to 5 job as I call it like it, it's yeah it's a big change you know but I say um, it was a great it was a great career like it was very varied you know mixing yeah. travelling the world like you know so and are you like some of the others that we spoke this morning you run marathons as well don't you half and full yeah like I suppose just to kind of keep myself active I, I've 
do a bit of running. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not serious in it. It's just about like you know, keeping keep myself active. And over the years, I've ran the the kind of marathon uh, twice, the full one, and then I've done the half one. And I'm currently training for that half marathon as well. Like so, this year. So. Wow. Uh, it's a very tight community here. Do you notice that now living here? That the community is a very tight community. Yeah, it is. Like I suppose, it, it, we are a small. It is a small community. Um, and like that we are we are there's a lot of good things going on in Lena and there's a lot of various committees and stuff doing stuff and I say it's great social things like you know and there's a lot of good stuff and like that um, we have a lot of families moving into the area and like that it bolsters the school and everything like you know and there is there's a great it's great buzz about the place now like you know so yeah mm. and I mean is it it's, is it very difficult to get planning here now yeah like I, I would say that the, the biggest issue we have um, is housing um, and there's kind of several strands to it like it's like we have a lot of holiday homes here and vacant yeah. properties so I'd say 50% so which has a knock-on effect that we can't people that, that want to work here locally can't get a place of, uh, affordable housing I suppose as well um, and like that as well there is a lot of people that are from here working here that struggle to get planning permission there just doesn't seem to be any consistency in, in decision making like so as I know I know a lot of people are struggling um, yeah. over the years it's very, it's very hard yeah, so. and inurement clauses and all that go with it can be make it very difficult for people to yeah. get funding to even build a house the EV charging have you an EV charging um, electric vehicle charging point here yet no um, not as yet like you know I suppose I'm as I'm involved in the Lean Out Association and like it's one of the things we're keeping an eye on and, and the park that we've built I suppose either long term we would like to put an EV station in and so we're kind of it's, it's, it's on our radar I suppose to is it expensive I'd imagine it is, like you know, but uh, I know that there is funding um, being rolled out across the country, but it just hasn't opened up in this area yet. But absolutely, it's one of the priorities for us, like you know, either up at the hall or the community park. Yeah. But I suppose the, the problem with the park is we don't have a power supply there just yet, like yeah. so. But the park is beautiful, though. I mean, it's a lovely amenity, and you know, for people coming through or people that will be coming for a day trip out here, Leland's perfect for a day trip. It's only an hour from, a little over an hour from Galway City. Yeah, it is. Like the park has been a success. Um, uh, you know, over the winter, uh, there's people in it all the time, and like that, our Couch to Five K group have been able to use it this year yeah. as well. Where predominantly we were on the the car park. Now you've got a safe environment, you know, and like it, it's really positive. The feedback I'm getting from people is it's positive, and l like that, it took us a long time to get to this point, but like we're here now and we keep on going. We're we're looking to bring a playground and stuff like that. Like so. Well done, Jeremy McLaughlin. Thanks for joining us uh, today and for joining us on this uh, beautiful Friday morning. You brought the weather with you. The sun is shining. It's the only place in Ireland that the sun is uh, shining today. And uh, Jerry, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Alex Gore. Thank you indeed uh, for joining us as well. Morning to you. How are you today? Good, yeah, good morning. How's things? Thanks for joining us uh, today on the programme. When did you come to um, Leenan, can I ask you? Uh, well, I, I moved to Leenan originally back in 1995, would you believe, for six months, and almost 30 years later I'm still here. And you're from Bray, County Wicklow? That's correct, yeah. And what yeah. brought you down here? Um, I moved down originally to work in Delphi Adventure Centre as an outdoor instructor in '95, and I was on a six-month contract, and I just fell in love with the area, and and, and I was here ever since. And there is something about that, though, isn't there? Very much so. It it it's, it it just draws you in this place. I mean, you know, the amount of people that I know over the years that have worked for me or worked with me over the years that have originally come for one season and are, you know either fell in love and 
got married and, and are still here 10, 15 years later. It's just quite amazing, but, but even talking to the young family, uh, they love going away, and, but they love coming back. Uh, very much so. I mean, I, I love going away as well, but once you come over the hill and turn the corner and see the Kittery again, you're, you're, you're coming home, you know? Yeah. And when did you acquire then the Connemara Lady, the boat? So, uh, in 1999, I, I went travelling to Australia with my wife or fiancé at the time, and uh, we took a year off, and when we came back, the boat had just started up, and they were looking for a manager, so I met with Michal Kiona, who was the owner, and, and uh, we got on well, very well, and I said I'd give it a go for six months, and 24 years later, I'm still there, and Get away. working away, yeah. Yeah. Um, Michal uh, and his wife are lovely people. They're they're lovely. Lo- they're lovely people. Really nice guy. Yeah. You know, a nicer guy you couldn't work for. You know, and, and intelligent. Jackie and himself are very intelligent people. Super intelligent. And, yeah. and Jackie now is you know she's a published author now as That's well. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're, they're they're doing great things. And and Michal, he's you know he's got the boat here and he's got a couple of boats in Dublin. So he's a busy man. <laughs> I remember the first day that he launched that boat. I, I was at the launch of it here. Very so good. how many years? Have we going there then? Uh, well, it, but it launched in the year 2000. Oh, yeah. So we're going back 24 years now. 24 year. years, yeah. yeah. So I'm just going, in, was just going into my 23rd season now, yeah. Wow, 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 wow. And again, it's it's really is tour, and you're, it's, it's tourism driven, so it is. It's, and oh, very much so. Very yeah. much so, yeah. Yeah, and I it's mean, the only fjord in Ireland. That's correct, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the only real fjord in Ireland, and, and that that's one of the the, the, the highlights for us, you know, to tell people that and people don't realise that. When you, what do you mean by the only real fjord? Um, there, there is, like Carlingford Lock, they yeah. would say there are a fjord, but it, it, it's, it's our, where we are is, is the only natural geological fjord in Ireland. So it's slightly different. Uh, there's fjords and fjords. And so we're the real McCoy here. We're the real McCoy, That's yeah. the real McCoy out there. <laughs> so it is. It, exactly, and again, when do you when do you finish and when do you start? Season? Yeah, so this year now, um, with Easter being a little bit early, we're opening a bit earlier, so we're officially open to the public from the 28th of March, and we're running right through till the end of October, and then this year, for the first time, we're actually going to be open weekends right through uh, into Christmas, so um, we're, for the first time ever, we're extending our season a little bit, there seems to be more and more people around in the wintertime now, so we're only going to be closing for January, February and March next year, so we're going to be... So, I mean, does that mean you can't take holidays or do you need to talk to the family, phone a friend or go (laughs) 50-50 on this one? Are you welded to it now until Uh, December? Not too bad. I mean, I'm very lucky. I've got a a very good uh, crew working with me and, and, you know, the other guys that work on board, you know, I can can take a week off and I know the boat's in safe hands with the guys that are there. I have a couple of guys there who are... Who are there 15 years so yeah. that they, they know the, the running ins and outs yeah it's fascinating it really is uh, fascinating um, and just in relation then to looking to the future then I mean tourism is very very important Covid must have been very difficult for you here it was very difficult yeah I mean, it, it was not just business but even mentally it was uh, initially it was and then to be honest with you once all the financial stuff settled down and, and we, we knew okay we're going to be fine in one way, it was actually kind of nice. We got to reconnect. I got to spend a lot of time with my family. Um, I probably spent two months, seven days a week with my wife and kids, which would never happen. And that was quite nice in that way. Yeah. And, and around here, it was so quiet. There was no cars in the road. You know, yeah. you was you're able to enjoy the nature. But it was, it was nice to get back to work in the same yeah. breath, though. 
Listen, continued success to Thanks you, Alex, and uh, to Mihal and Jackie and the crew as well. And Jerry, thank you for joining us as well. It's a fascinating morning here, I have to say. And I've read every brief, and this fellow here had nearly injected me with stuff, so he had. Uh, but it's only when you sit here and you see the community spirit here in Lena. It's just very strong. Uh, thanks for joining us uh, thanks today. Very much. Quick commercial break, and we're back just after these. The Community Matters series is brought to you by Galway Bay FM and is funded by Commission Mignon. Now we're coming to you live from Gainers here in Lena today and morning to Cleo Maxwell. She's one of the Gainer family here and um, we want to send her good wishes and her son Aaron is working hard, you'll be glad to know. And uh, Breda has him cooking sausages and rattles since 6 o'clock this morning so he's in good form, uh, Cleo, but thanks for joining us uh, today. Now then, let me go because uh, when we think of Lena and we do think of the field and I'm joined uh, in studio uh, by a wonderful lady who's going to take me through the whole situation and... Um, Morning to you. Thanks for joining us uh, today on the programme. You were you were only a young person at the time that the field came along. I was young, yeah. So it was 1989 and um, I think I was in sixth class in the National School here in Linan. I was 12 and um, we had heard rumour of a movie coming to town so it was pretty exciting times and um, I suppose the first we heard of it you know, we've seen a lot of activity around the place with uh, yeah. they were redesigning the village to yeah. bring it into the period. And um, we also had kind of, uh, I suppose, scouts or whatever you want to call it, come to the school to recruit extras. So you, you, you had... You, you got a position, so you did. Yes, and I it did. wasn't it wasn't the lead role, no, or anything. No, but far from it, far from it. the lead child, perhaps, yeah. Yeah, so um, they initially recruited... I don't know, I think there was about 12 of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were recruited as traveller children. Yeah. And uh, in some ways we probably had a very special part because we had quite a long stint. Yeah. Um, the travellers were in every kind of part of the movie and um, uh, they had quite a strong presence and a strong role in yeah. it. So we had a lot of days. We were on, so- on, on set nearly every day while the movie was here, so... It was but, really good fun. But talk to me about Richard Harris, because Richard Harris bought you sweets as well. He did, yeah, yeah. So we were hanging around quite a lot in the village, and I suppose the thing that was really crazy for us, you know, like for a kid to be beside a shop, I suppose, when you live in rural Ireland, you mightn't always have access to a shop. But we were here hanging around the village all the time, um, from early in the morning till quite a long time into the evening, and... Uh, we'd meet some of the stars from time to time and yeah. Richard Harris was obviously hanging around and we were pretty mesmerised by him and maybe a little bit of feared as well. And his son Jamie then, wasn't he? He was looking after yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. so uh, Jamie and another lady called Siobhan used to look after the children Yeah. and uh, bring us where we needed to be and um, make sure we were properly attired and all that. And yeah. Jamie was absolutely sweet. He was a lovely character and uh, so kind and... Um, I guess even at the time maybe we didn't even know he was Richard Harris's son Yeah. so maybe that was novel as well but he was a sweet person, very lovely But again, because of the iconic I mean, Ashley Falls was in it The Field, the Field is is, is the Field on the Mayo side of Lena? The Field is, yeah, all the good things around Lena are on the Mayo side <laughs> <laughs> You love saying that That's what we, say, that's what we to, yeah. say anyway but, so the field, but I mean, it was such an iconic movie and yeah. to see the work that one did to it and when did you first see it then? I mean, did you get a viewing of it before we did, yeah. Like we were nearly like VIPs, I guess. They, 
they were very good to us. Like they were very good to the locals. They organised buses and they brought us to the cinema in Galway for one of the Did premieres. They? Yeah, Did yeah, they? it was fantastic. And um, we had a night out and we watched the movie. And what was it like for you to see it coming to life on a big screen? Then it was just like maybe a little bit surreal and yeah. uh, even uh, a local lady got a mention in the credits Bynum McLaughlin she was a That's local right. celebrity yeah, at the yeah. time so she even got her name in the credits so that was even iconic but yeah. just to watch the people you've seen every day on a cinema screen was quite bizarre but to be sitting here in the beautiful Gainers today it was part of it as well I mean I remember John Cowley I think was his name he was outside for the auction here yes. and, and, the, and the cart I mean it's a film that I just love it's a real feel good film oh totally it's a just a well it, it just portrays Ireland so beautiful yeah no it's a very it's I think it's like nearly a cult movie at this point and it's like one of those movies that still means something yeah it still has a place in Ireland and it's important and yeah. the subject matter is important um, there's so many deep parts of it really that are very well, important it, but do you know the story is relevant in 2024 with families as well fighting yeah, over land? So. It's yeah. still it's still happening. Yeah, I think between, so. Between between, I spoke to somebody yesterday, and those are all going on about land, and you know yeah. it's, 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 it goes on. If land is land, that's yeah. how, how well written it was done. But you weren't obviously bitten to go to Hollywood then. Uh, no. Afterward, <laughs> you, you went and became a marine engineer, and you worked on ships as well. I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I worked on ships. I worked for a company called BP for about ten years, or or maybe more. And um, they were oil tankers and got to travel all around the world, which was pretty nice. And I mean, so would you have travelled on the tankers then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so again, that didn't bother you, no? It didn't, no. It was probably an unusual career for a female at that time and probably even today would still be unusual. But um, I would say that I had a very good life. Yeah. Um, that it allowed me to do other things. It allowed me to live in Lena, and I suppose, which... Yeah. Maybe when I was 18 or 19, I never foresaw that that's where I'd be living. But yeah, it allowed that, which was really good. And how how would um, how long how long would you be away from home then once you went to sea? You could be away from home up to five months sometimes. Would you? Um, so you'd be away for long stints, and I suppose as I got older and as I had a family and stuff like that, that became more difficult for me to sustain. Yeah. Um, but I was lucky enough. Then I got a job with Irish Ferries and I worked with them for about eight or nine years. Wow. And they were, it was a brilliant, for me that was like day and night because I was home every two weeks. I could plan my calendar very well and... and did you do the cross channel or did you do yeah, the... Yeah, back and over to the UK. To the UK? Yeah, and France as well sometimes. Wow, yeah. exciting that. It was lovely, yeah, it was nice. It yeah. felt like a more nine to five style job for me anyway, but... Um, and, and do you stay on the ship then for those two weeks that you're yeah, working? Yeah, we'd stay. Yeah, stay on board. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the, I've come across so many careers that I'm fascinated by today. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but when you were with BP, you never worried when you were on the high seas or anything? Never. Like the ships were massive, like uh, bigger than a football pitch, if you want to put it into the context. Yeah. And they were so big, like you'd be out in all sorts of weather, but it wasn't like you felt you were ever in any danger. And yeah. our training was second to none I suppose like we were all very well trained and if there was any crisis everyone knew what they had to do and it brings that term when people say ship shape I suppose there's a reason for that why, because yeah. everything was ship shape and great disciplines I would think in absolutely as well. yeah just yeah. going back to the uh, field then can you talk to your own family now about it or do they look at you and say what it's funny like 
I remember us talking about the field a couple of years ago and my daughter maybe was 10 or 11 at the time and she had no notion about this like obviously she knew that Gaynor's Bar was the field bar but didn't really ever consider what that was and she had never she didn't know that we were all in this movie but it was really funny she watched it and she was absolutely blown away by it and I was even saying to her you know like Richard Harris was iconic for her generation through the whole um, Harry Potter that's right uh, and stuff like that so yeah um, yeah she and now she loves it she loves the movie and we have another daughter as well that has seen the field and you know they're just mesmerised by it as well and just think that they would know their granddad is in it and their granny and you know a lot of people that they know in their own lives are in this movie so it's very special you're very good uh, to Bridget to come into us and thanks for popping into us uh, today thanks very much and thank you for keeping it alive and do you know what I'm going to do tonight I'm going to watch the field again just, on just, just because I'm here I'll be spotting you I'll be <laughs> looking for you listen thanks a million for joining us uh, today and uh, again the cracky the crack that you hear in the background by the way there it's a beautiful um, timber fire that's at, the, at my back there keeping us warm you couldn't ask for anything nicer than in, in gainers here today and again thanks to all the crew here now then, let's head back towards uh, Studio One and get the news and death notices at 11 and we're back we've loads more to come from Gainers here in Leenan stay tuned for that and more to come